0: Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with Marcello Yaya, co-publisher, who once again is standing on a chair so you can get a very good look at our newspaper. What dominates the front page is this wonderful picture by H. Rose Schneider of Mrs. Weeks. I call her that because she was my daughter's teacher at Voorheesville Elementary School, Corinne Weeks, holding a picture of her late husband. Richard Weeks and Henry Christman, who wrote the definitive book on the anti-rent wars, Tin Horns and Calico, years ago. At that time, they collaborated and Mr. Weeks wrote a play that may be revived. There's a current series going on in the Hilltowns to educate kids and grown-ups alike about the history of the anti-rent wars. More on that inside. Our lead story is by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer. We've written for 20 years about houses that were being brought up in the residential neighborhoods in front of Crossgate, sometimes at two to three times their market value. And that series of streets in a a neighborhood off of Route 20 is now part of a zone. You'll see the map inside um, being considered um, for transit development. We also have a front page story by Sean Mulcairn, who has followed from the beginning the suit of the former Voorheesville girls varsity coach, Robert Barron, basketball coach, who has sued the school district and wants his job back and the school district has moved to dismiss Five of his Six Claims. The editorial this week goes with our special spring real estate section, a wonderful illustration by Carol Coogan. Railroad tracks running through Central Bridge created the Commerce Center, similar to here in Altamont and also in Voorheesville. They grew up around it in the Victorian era. And this house right here that was built by Daniel Webster Jenkins and lived in with his wife, Hattie, is now on the Register of National Historic Register of National Register of Historic Places. Yes, I got it in the right order as of this month. And we have a story in our section looking at that, but the editorial talks about how buildings change and their uses change with time. And if we preserve them, we can hold on to our heritage and, by the way, improve real estate values. And we have a letter this week by Aaron Mayer, responding to last week's editorial and story on historic roads in the Pine Bush, urging, he's a former, as you can see, um, Pine Bush Preserve Commissioner and also former Sierra Club National President, and he's saying sometimes you have to rethink visions and that restoring or keeping those roads is important. We also heard from Dr. Kenneth Weinberg responding to stories in an editorial we wrote on medical marijuana, and he's in favor of expanding the licensing to make it more available to New Yorkers who need it. And this is my favorite essay in the paper this week. It's written by Heather Breyer of Albany, who's a teacher at Farnsworth Middle School in Gilderland, and she wrote about what it was like on the day this past week of the Texas, the most recent school shootings in Texas, and what it's like to be a teacher and worry about having your classroom become a site of carnage. Very powerful words. This was probably the most delightful letter we received this week. It was from Stephanie Carter, and she, back when this, her son Austin Carter was six years old, my daughter Saranac wrote a story because she was brave enough to speak out about autism, which a lot of people weren't at that time. And as you can see, he's grown into a handsome young man. And this is about his (laughs) promposal, and that's his date for the prom, and we certainly wish them a happy, happy time. Two letters from Knox, the president of the Historical Society, Dennis Barber, and the vice president, Nancy Free, wrote, inviting the public to come to the museum, particularly to learn about history on Memorial Day. It will be open. And Nancy Free also hooks in with the wonderful column last week we had by Mary Ellen Johnson on Lieutenant Barkley, who was from Knox and fought in the Civil War. This is the first time I think we've ever had A election letter or post election letter written in rhyme. It's by Lillian Sisson Chrysler, who was narrowly defeated in her school, you know, attempt to keep her school board seat at Burn Knox Westerlo. We also heard from Tom Ellis of Albany about a bill that's pending in the county legislature that would um, ensure workers have paid sick sick days, and Sean's going to be looking into that issue further for our next edition. Patty Miller the tireless worker that keeps the Encore bookshed going. It has a new location, and she's letting people know about that, and your donations are always welcome. It's in the parking lot on the other side of the Voorheesville Public Library. And the caregivers, the community caregivers, are gearing up for their 14th annual golf tournament, which is a fundraiser for supporting many of their worthwhile ventures. We got a lovely letter from Laura Tenney, the president of the Western Library Board of Trustees, and we agree that the library there is a gem, and she wrote about the new Hane Room and invites you to come. Zini Gladio is the pala- parade chairwoman for the um, Hilltowns Parade on Memorial Day, and invites everyone to observe the theme, Never Forget, Ever Honor. <laughs> John Williams had a Just a corker of a column this week, apparently, and I checked it out to make sure it's true, Howe's Cave is having a naked-in-the-cave party for a national nudity day, and the old man had some really fun things to say about that, as well as reminiscence about bats coming from that cave. A splendid letter from Ed Cowley that fits in very well with our editorial and our theme this week with the real estate section. Um, looking over his father's work, his father loved painting the Voorheesville train station, which is no more, and the Altamont train station, which is now the library, and just thoughts about why these places are so dynamic and about his father's art. We also heard from Jen Hausler who organized the garage sale that spread across the village and is thanking people for $2,000 that was raised to go to activities at Altamont Elementary School. Carol Carpenter, who's the master of the Bethlehem Grange, is urging people to donate goods for a giant rummage sale and money will help preserve that historic building, which is, by the way, on the National Register of Historic Places. Richard Ronconi, a member of the Switzkill Farm Board, sent in lovely pictures, and we can only fit one in print, but you can see more online of an Earth Day activity postponed because of the weather to a splendid day in May where the fourth graders at Burn Knox Westerlow learned all kinds of things. Here they're learning about beavers at the pond there. And we heard from Robert Holt, the president of what was the Depot Lane Singers and now has a new name, Schoharie Valley Singers, a new location, a new logo, and a new director. And now we begin our news This is a story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer, and it is a look at an issue that's been kicking around in New York State for a quarter of a century. And Elizabeth has spoken to two doctors who are very much in favor of the bills that would allow people to have physician-assisted suicide if they're terminally ill. Margaret Craven Snowden, who lives in New Scotland, is holding a picture of the house that her father loved and lived in and wanted to die in and the trials she went through to get him home to be able to do that. And this is a doctor, Mary Applegate, who lives in Delmar and has been very involved in public health issues her whole life and is an adamant supporter of that. Elizabeth then talked to the legislators making these proposals as well as some of the people that are lobbying against it. A very balanced view. Sean has followed up. This was a picture that got more traffic than any last week. It was taken by Dennis Sullivan, an icon in Voorheesville. The diner was torn down next to the railroad tracks, and Sean caught up with the new owner. Um... Mr. Olson, and we're happy to say James Olson is planning on building a new diner there. He uh, found that the one he had purchased was not in stable enough shape. Rose wrote about the bridge on Brat Hollow Road, which was closed, rebuilt, reopened, and closed quickly. Um, It appears with the sloping that it's sliding, and engineers are looking at it, trying to figure out what's wrong so that they may solve the problem. I was lucky to be able to go on a tour of Our Lady of Mercy Life Center in Gilderland with a pig. Potbelly pig by the name of Albert Einswine, who's owned by this woman, Terry Hutchinson. And when Terry was very, very ill with heart ailments, her friends gave her a pig named, not this one, another one, named Bacon Bits. And she didn't know what to make of it at first, but saw as people visited her, as she was recuperating, how they lit up. And that's what happened on this tour. The residents, the aides, everyone was just excited to see their visitor. Um, Rose also did a look at the Future Farmers of America at Burnox Westerlo, which is just one year old but has been doing well in local and area can competitions, and recently went to the state competition, where they ended up with a first place winner in the form of Kaylee Reynolds-Flynn, who's standing here next to Michaela Carrer, the advisor, and we congratulate them on their hard work and success. Rose also has followed the story for more than a year about um, countywide shared services, and they've announced a health consortium that would involve most of the towns we cover with the hope of saving money. More from Elizabeth on this zone, transit district zone that's being proposed here you you can see Crossgate Mall dominates it. Here are the little residential streets, uh, mostly all bought up and empty now. Um, and we'll be following to see what happens with that. Sean um, caught up on the master plan, the first ever for Thatcher Park, and how it's being implemented. The iconic trail there, the Indian ladder trail that follows the base of the escarpment here going under the mine lot. Paul's was closed after a tragic accident where rocks fell on someone walking on the path and she was paralyzed. But workers are now uh, making sure and anchoring stones so that the trail will reopen. And he caught up as well with other parts of the park and what is happening there. This is more on the anti-rent war series. And here Candace Christensen is reading to Burn Knox Westerloh students from a book she wrote about the anti-rent wars that was illustrated beautifully by her husband. And we say congratulations to Maria Duarte, who turned 101. And she came here from Mexico 12 years ago. And her daughter attributes her longevity to her heart. work. She ran a farm and a grocery store and has taught people knitting, and we wish to take her picture next year when she's 102. Mike Koff traveled to the Bethlehem Grange for a new ceremony there, honoring community members, and here is Tara Stutt getting an award. She's a teacher. More exciting news for BKW. They came in first in the county in the Envirothon competition. Here are the team members identifying what looks to be a white pine branch, and they will now move on to state competition, and it's another feather in the cap of Michaela Carer, who is also the advisor for that group. Rest as always. And here is our special section, opening the door to historic designation. And this particular doorknob is on the house I told you about earlier, Daniel Webster Jenkins' house. And here is a picture of it, how it looked in the era when it was built with a very old oak tree that's still there and 300 years old. And this is the man who had it built. Daniel Webster Jenkins and his wife Hattie and when the trains came through you can see the track to Central Bridge, the old village the new center formed around the train station and all this copious research by Mary Rosemary tells us a lot about a community and how it evolves and led to her being successful in her bid to get on the historic registries. Meanwhile, in Gilderland, the residents of McCownville have organized a group to look at getting on the register as well. There are two other historic districts in Gilderland. One is in Altamont with all the beautiful Victorian homes, and the other is dear to my heart. It's on rap road, and it's a community that was founded during the Great Migration when African Americans came up from Shibuda, Mississippi. So we wish them well in that pursuit. These are some of the streets that will be involved with their unique as well. Turning the page, we have another home... real estate story and this one is by Sean featuring Linda Schrager who's written a book about aging in place and she tells things that you can do in your own home if you have someone elderly living there or in the home of someone elderly to make it more accessible and there's even a movement to build buildings see there's a flat entryway here and there are wider doors Um, this is in Stone Creek in Slingerlands that make it easy for people who have handicaps or use wheelchairs to continue to live there and the Conclusion of Rosemary's story, including this magnificent staircase that she stripped the carpet off of to bring back to its former glory. Community calendar, as always, lots of things going on. And obituaries. This one is of Paul Gardner. He's the brother of our publisher, Emeritus Jim, a classmate of mine, and I was able to talk to his brothers and his friend and find out how he went from being an entrepreneur selling golf balls he found on the golf course at Pine Haven to being a multimillionaire and world traveler with a special love his whole life for hunting, starting when he was a kid with his brothers finding squirrels and rabbits to bring home for their mother to cook and ending with a a 5,000-square-foot Trophy room filled with uh, trophies from around the world, many world records. Harry Orlop was a lifetime law enforcement officer in many different capacities, and one of my favorite things that was shared in this obituary was when he was working at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in a detail for security. He was asked to be part of the um, William Tell Overture and got to fire a rifle, which was pretty pretty exciting. Our library news. It features the Westerlo Library, which had a reception that drew a crowd of over 100, um, for the Hennie Room. It's a lovely room that opens off the library, and here's the current librarian, uh, Sue Holdley, who's so proud of her building, standing with the original librarian and another in between, kind of the human history of that library. And in Bethlehem, there was a celebration on the green, and it was a sunny day, so people could could enjoy the lovely weather. This week's podcast features Brian Barr, who um, readers will remember last week we had a story on a rotary ceremony honoring um, an inner city kid who had really done some amazing things, and that's a ceremony that Mr. Barr has started, and he spoke to us in a very, very moving podcast about his own son's suicide. We have the Lupin Fest coming up in the Pine Bush, and the Gilderland Chamber is getting ready to present its awards. And we have our globe-trotting geologist, Mike Nardachi, who this time took a journey to the crown of the Incan Empire. And you can read all about his adventures and the geology of it as well. After we page through our legal legal notices, we'll come out the other side on sports with, as always, spectacular pictures by Michael Koff. This is the last in the season for the Voorheesville girls, and these three girls had some outstanding performances. Entering the sectional season, Gilderland won its first game but is now out of it, and this was a particularly exciting game for BKW, and Michael captured that excitement, rounding the bases for the winning run and congratulating the hitter in that run. And we're concluding with kind of sad news on our back page. After 14 years where the Gilderland girls lacrosse team had reached the Class A sectional finals, they lost this game, and they did not make it this year. The Bethlehem team just had a game plan that, that couldn't, couldn't be broken. But we congratulate them for their many successful seasons and wish you all a good week.